Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. I'm your host, Brother Elijah DeLello, here with Father Peter Teresa. And hello, hello, everybody. Yes, I saw you were ready to greet everyone. I am always ready to greet everyone. That is wonderful. And Father Anthony Tinker. I was waiting. You know, I was kind of like, who's, who's gonna, who else? Who's the third person? I want to hear. I want to hear. Oh, wait, it's me. Father Anthony is back for our our last episode of our Lenten series. Ooh. Amen. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I that can't believe it. We're, we're here. I know. It's Holy Week. It's Holy I didn't Week. know if I was going to make it. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to make yeah. it either, to be quite honest with you. It's been, it's been quite the, the Lent. But I am looking forward to the glory of the resurrection, fathers. Amen. amen. You a, and me both. A, yes. dual, a dual amen from our fathers. So we are going to speak today about um, just a little bit about what we've gone through so far with our journey with St. Francis during this Lent. And uh, if we could, maybe just to talk a little bit about, again, uh, what we've covered so far. And then we can r- round it out a little bit. We're approaching the Triduum. The Holy Triduum, uh, the, the three holy days that prepare us for Easter, entering into the Lord's Passion. And so, so far, fathers, we've talked about uh, just the, the charism of, uh, in a particular way, the Third Order of St. Francis. Um, we've spoken about the, the, the poverty, the fraternity, spoken about prayer, uh, and we've talked about uh, metanoia, the main charism of the Third Order regular. Were you the saying that, that fraternity is a poverty? Is that what you were just saying? That was really, that was deep. It could be. Yes, it certainly I know exactly what's going on in Father Peter Teresa's heart right now. <laughs> it could be a poverty. <laughs> Poor fraternity. <laughs> it's certainly a, a thing. Uh, yes. yes. And you do encounter your poverty sometimes in fraternity. Oh, amen. So yes. no, most definitely. All yes. of these things work together, don't they? They do. They're all connected, like. That leads me my like a connect four. Game. My poor fraternity <laughs> leads me to a lot of conversion. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. right, and a lot of prayer. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so up until now, we hope that this Lenten journey has led to conversion, deeper conversion for mm-hmm. you. So, uh, so fathers, Father Peter Teresa, would you mind maybe just starting us off, just as we we come to a close in this Lenten season? Um, just any any last reflections that you might have on the charism of, of metanoia in particular, conversion, and just. Maybe there's people out there that are like, I can't believe Lent is over. Yeah. I feel like I haven't even done anything. Right. Or, you know, you kind of get sometimes that that feeling like you didn't really observe the season well. Yeah. Is it too late, Father? It's never too late. <laughs> it's never too late. So our, our conversion, or our conversion, our conversion, <laughs> our charism of conversion, it's ongoing. It's ongoing conversion. So our conversion in this life is never, ever, ever done that we can always grow, we can always go deeper. We, there's always just a little bit more of our heart that that either needs to be uprooted with something, something needs to be planted there, or just God can expand it and make our hearts bigger so we, we receive more of him. So there's always more. And so no matter where you're at, whether this has been the best Lent of your life, and you and the Lord have just been crushing it. And you've kept all your fasts and your observances. Every Friday you have remembered to not eat 
that cheeseburger from McDonald's and you got that fish filet. Or if you woke up Saturday morning like, wait a second, I totally just had some wings last night uh, on a Friday night. Uh, that that it's wherever you're at in this, there's always more. You can always be more converted. So so have no fear. Do not despair. Uh, we just, wherever we're at, no matter where we find ourselves, the Lord meets us right there. The Lord loves us right there. Uh, and just wants to convert us a little more deeply today, uh, this week, uh, and in this church room. Can you explain crushing it for me, <laughs> just for the audience? You and the Lord are crushing it, just <laughs> nailing it, uh, doing awesome, uh, just having a, a great Lent. Yeah. Uh, yes, brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> if, if that doesn't get it for you, I don't know what. Uh, crushing Lent with St. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should have called this. Yeah. And I think in a sense too, Father, um, that part of conversion is actually, I mean, it kind of goes right into poverty. So maybe this is a good transition, but um, part of conversion is being able to, in those times when we do fail, mm-hmm. not just kind of sulking or, mm-hmm. but kind of just being, okay, I'm, I'm poor. I made a mistake, but you yeah. have to turn back to the Lord. Yeah. And that the quicker that you can do that and the quicker you find yourself doing that, yeah. that's also part of conversion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but so you're saying that even after Lent, we should continue conversion. Absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Amen. journey is always just beginning. Yes. And so, uh, Father Anthony. Um, I'm ready. What about for those who, you know, they, they, they maybe they're, they're struggling a little bit with, with their poverty. That Lent mm-hmm. has really just kind of brought them to a place of, wow, I'm really feeling those attachments. I'm really feeling that inner poverty right now. I hope so. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's a difficult prayer, but I really, I hope for all of us, we reached at some time a breaking point in Lent. At some time when we couldn't do the fast anymore. At some time when whatever we'd given up, it, it just, it was it was too much. And it was really hard or we couldn't do it or, or we forgot about it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And the reason I say I hope so is because, um, for, for two reasons. One is it, it shows us our own poverty, our, our own desperate need for God, that we can't save ourselves. Um, and we can't, uh, you know, basically fast our way into heaven or penance our way into heaven, et cetera. These are really important things. I hope we've, we've emphasized the importance of them. Yeah. It doesn't mean, well, then don't do anything. <laughs> right. It means strive to do more. Yeah. At the same time, in the midst of the more you're able to do, so because we, we see the marriage system like St. Francis who did so much penance. At the same time, uh, there's a, uh, he went out to pray for 40 days and fast for 40 days. And uh, he took one loaf of bread with him. And it, it said that he was like most of the way through it. And he's like, I can just not eat it all, but I'm not as good as our Lord is. So I'm going to eat some bread because I don't want to, I don't want to have fasted without eating for 40 days like he did. You know, a lot of this is hagiography. Yeah, so whether or not this is entirely great. true, um, but it's a sign. Francis just always want to recognize, like, I'm not like, I'm desperate for God and I need him. I don't want to show like, I'll probably never do this kind of a fast again is what he's thinking. And like, if I eat bread right now, like I can never hold on to the pride of like I didn't eat for forty days. Mm-hmm. It's like no, no, no. Like <clears throat> not even I was strong enough. Yes. Um, and uh, and then the second reason is because it means you actually did something worth doing for Lent. Hmm. You know, oftentimes we. Uh, so let's just say I was speaking to one a parishioner about their daughter, and uh, their daughter had given up sweets for Lent, and uh, and, uh, and and she was she would every day from the very beginning of Lent she'd be like. 
are cookie sweets, you know, <laughs> are, you know, is are sweet tart sweets, <laughs> you know, like every, every other category of like, is cake sweets, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and her mother would be like, uh, what's the main ingredient of that? Yeah. Uh, sugar, <laughs> you know, so if the main ingredient is sugar, we shouldn't include it, you know, and so, and then halfway through, um, the daughter, um, mistakenly thought that, um, you could just change in the middle. Oh, yes. So she decided that halfway through lunch, she was no longer giving up sweets. She's now giving up chips. Yes. And uh, and she made the switch to <laughs> chips and uh, for, for giving up so she could eat sweets. And she was pounding cookies. Then, pounding the cookies. Yeah. Crushing some cookies. Crushing some cookies. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, that was the word we wanted. And, uh, and, and it's, in one sense, it's hilarious, but she's a little girl. So yeah. it's, I'm glad she's fasting at all. Yeah. She's getting the, the great job on the mom. Like, don't, yeah. feel, don't be too disappointed. Yeah. At the same time, like, sweets was breaking her. Yeah, yeah, it was. To the point she's like, oh, I got to give up. Um, and, and, Something and, a little easier. Yeah, yeah, I get doing Something it I don't like as much. Yeah. yeah. And I think for all of us, it just, it just displays our utter desperate need for God, our own poverty. So I hope we hit the breaking point at some point. And I hope that helped draw deeper conversion. Because in those moments, of deep conversion, we hopefully recognize our, our need for the Lord and our own inner poverty and our own need for conversion. And so, yes, I hope we hit that poverty and I hope it was an opportunity for further conversion because not just about um, I crushed Lent with St. Francis, it's about how I got crushed by Lent <laughs> and and I desperately need God. A lot of crushing happening today. There is. It goes back to our previous conversation about being good grapes, doesn't it, Bob? It does. That's yes. right, yes. I'm feeling like a very good grape like right now. <laughs> so, uh, and and then just, you know, that, that, that a lot of the fruit of this, you know, um, in our poverty that we should, we should turn to, to the Lord in prayer. Mm. Um, and that I think for Francis, he responded correctly to to a lot of the ways that the Lord allowed him to be humbled or to, to see his own poverty. And he was drawn into prayer. He was drawn into the humility of, of the incarnation and the charity of the passion and so we're getting ready now to to enter into that. We're getting ready to enter into that in the in the Holy Triduum. And so, fathers, how can we and how can Saint Francis help us to both prepare now as we have a couple days, but um, to pray through the, the Triduum? Um, and and maybe what I'm sure many of our, our our listeners know, but what the Triduum is, what those days are, and then how we can maybe observe them. Uh, with the help of St. Francis. <clears throat> yeah, so the Triduum is the three days where we celebrate uh, Holy Thursday and then Good Friday and then Holy Saturday or the the, the Vigil Mass uh, for Easter and then, and then Easter Sunday as well. So it's these three really central mysteries of of the Passion and Resurrection of our Lord. Uh, so, so Holy Thursday, we celebrate uh, the institution of the priesthood and the Eucharist at the Last Supper. Good Friday, we celebrate our Lord's, uh, his passion and his death on the cross. Uh, and then Holy Saturday is this day of, of, of great silence, of great waiting, uh, and which culminates then with the Easter vigil uh, on Saturday night. Uh, so these are these three holy days, uh, which we call the Triduum. <clears throat> And on Holy Thursday, I think it's, um, I always, maybe this is really bad on my part, but I always forget. <laughs> We're encountering your own poverty. Yeah, right now, right now it's happening. Um, the fraternity is here to help. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> to foster this re- re- realization in myself. 
But I, I, I forget about the institution of, of the priesthood yes. on Holy Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why there's part of, you know, the, the chrism mass with the different oils that the, the bishop himself will, will um, you know, bless and will do these really amazing rituals, you know, blowing over them and saying yes. these prayers. And, yeah. and that it's these oils that will then be used, you know, for baptism confirmation, but then eventually to ordination as well. Anoint, yeah, yeah. The, the priests yeah. and the deacons. Um, I wonder if we can talk a little bit about just the ritual, hmm. um, that Holy Thursday, you know, the washing of the feet, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe something that isn't totally understood about kind of what's going on here, uh, and in a particular way, and maybe this is like a, a topic that's like confusing because sometimes we'll see in the washing of the feet, we'll have men and women go up to receive that. But that traditionally, it's it's just been men yes. to, to go up and to receive the washing of the feet. Mm-hmm. And maybe just kind of like why? Like what is the symbolism behind that? What's kind of going on there? Yeah, it is obviously, you know, this was the last supper in which the Lord on the night before he died gathered his, his apostles with him. And it was just the 12 of them there. And we know that one of them left at some point during the meal, Judas, to go and betray him. And, and so this is anything, so this is his last night on earth. And so all of his words are, are weighed and measured and all of his actions are, are, are weighed and measured. And, and, and not, not to say that the Lord ever said anything flippant or did anything, you know, unthoughtful. It's not to say that at all, but, but there is a particular focus on, on someone's last night. And so this is, these are, he wanted just these men with him that night. Um, because he was going to do something special that he was going to make them priests uh, and celebrate, um, you know, begin the, the first mass with them that begins at on, on, on Holy Thursday. And then obviously then, you know, is, is so intimately tied to the sacrifice that was going, he was going to, to make on Friday. Um, and so, yes, that traditionally it, it has been men and the church still envisions this the rubrics still call for it. The books still call that that men have their feet washed, in uh, in remembrance of that the Lord washed men's feet that night, and this was part of what He was purifying them to to then make them His priest. So, so yeah, that that is that is typically that is what the church asks for. That's what the church envisions. That's what the church um, does. But. That, that tradition has does get sort of obscured and obfuscated and somewhat confused by maybe some of our modern practices. Um, just walking in to this beauty of, of walking through Lent with St. Francis, you know, getting to the Triduum itself and walking to this. I mean, you just mentioned the washing of the feet, mm-hmm. how Franciscan that is. Mm-hmm. The answer to the priesthood, Francis would kiss the hands of priests, even priests who they, they walked uh, in through a town one time and they met this priest who was openly living with a, with a woman. And his brother priests were like, Francis, or his brothers was like, Francis, you should condemn this priest um, for his lifestyle. And Francis walks up to the priest and they're like, oh good, the priest is going to get it. And Francis kneels down and kisses his hands, um, thanking him for bringing him the Eucharist, which actually leads to this priest's conversion. Um, Francis has this incredible devotion to the Eucharist. Uh, he uh, it t- was always talking about taking care of the vessels for the Eucharist, taking care of the linens so that surround the Eucharist. 
um, that that on Holy Thursday, when we focus in on the ritual itself and we see this washing of the feet that occurs, we see this, the Eucharistic prayer that's only prayed at this particular mass. It, it's very similar to Eucharistic prayer one, but there are certain things that it says like, that is tonight, you know, in the midst of some of the prayers. We only pray it on that particular night. Um, that, that Those prayers in Eucharistic prayer one, which has to be prayed at that mass. Um, that, that there's this beautiful focus on the priesthood and the Eucharist and service, which, should, which just points us right to St. Francis, who was this whose, whose heart was focused on the Eucharistic heart of Jesus and the heart of Jesus in the Eucharist. And, and knowing that heart was a heart of service, a heart of humility. And um, I think it's, it's an inspiration to all of us. And we can journey it through Holy Thursday, you know, if we're starting there in the whole Triduum, and, and, and that sign of humility and recognition of the beauty of the Eucharist, the beauty of the priesthood, and the beauty of, of, of service of, of the gospel and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Francis has some really intense things to say about the priesthood. And so in his testament, one of the last things he said, the last written document that we have of Francis speaking of, you know, final, final words. Uh, he says uh, in respect to the priesthood, he says, I don't want to consider any sin in them because I discern the son of God in them and they are my lords. And I act in this way because in this world, I see nothing corporally of the most high son of God, except his most holy body and blood, which they receive and they alone administer to other others um, that he, he doesn't, that when he sees the priest, he's not, he doesn't want to see the man. He doesn't want to see the person, uh, the, but he just wants to see Christ. Um, this is just how concrete Francis was, that that he loved the, the mysteries of the Eucharist because they're not abstractions for him. They're not theological ideas or concepts, but, but with his physical eyes, this is the only way that he gets to physically see our Lord in this world um, through the Eucharist. Uh, and so then he wants to see the the, the Lord in the priest as well. Um, and then one of probably my maybe my most favorite pa uh, passage from Francis is is when he is talking about the Eucharist, and this is his letter that he wrote to the entire order. And he just kind of breaks out into this sort of poetic stanza in the middle of this letter he's writing to his brothers. But but he says, "Let everyone be struck with fear, let the whole world tremble, and let the heavens exult." when Christ, the Son of the living God, is present on the altar in the hands of a priest. O wonderful loftiness and stupendous dignity, O sublime humility, O humble sublimity, the Lord of the universe, God and the Son of God, so humbles himself that for our salvation he hides himself under an ordinary piece of bread. Brothers, look at the humility of God and pour out your hearts before him. Humble yourselves that you may be exalted by him. Hold back nothing of yourselves for yourselves, that he who gives himself totally to you may receive you totally. Uh, and I just, I just love that so much that the Francis just is just saying, just look, just look at the Lord, look at the Eucharist, just see the sublimate, see the, 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 the sublimeness of our God, see the humility of our God, and then just pour yourselves out to him because he is pouring himself out to you right now. And I wonder if, you know, through all of um, this night that we're preparing for, for Holy Thursday, that, you know, maybe the example of St. Francis is to help us to 
kind of reclaim that reverence and that love for both the Eucharist and the priesthood, mm-hmm. um, especially in the midst of, you know, all the, all the, the scandal and, you know, maybe some of you out there have, have a pastor who you struggle with or mm-hmm. who isn't the perfect pastor or whatever it may be. But to remember that, you know, St. Francis, um, like Christ, um, was a deacon, you know, who was a yeah. servant imitating Christ in, in John 13, who kind of took on that servant role and began to wash the feet of, of his disciples. That he saw, like, like you were reading fathers and explaining, that he saw how we are to reverence the men who have been ordained priests, uh, regardless of their faults. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe just during that that night to really enter into that with, with St. Francis and to ask him to help us to reclaim that in the church. Yes. And one of the beautiful things about Holy Thursday night is that after the liturgy, there's a procession with the Eucharist to a tabernacle of repose, uh, sort of an, an imitation of, of the garden, and you get to kind of keep watch with the Lord. And so I would just encourage you to spend as much time as you can. You know, if it's just 15 minutes after Mass because you got to get the kids home and they're all riled up or, you know, it's 30 minutes or you can do an hour or, or you maybe you feel like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to spend the whole time till midnight with our Eucharistic Lord uh, that I would just really encourage you. So that's just another beautiful way to really enter into the liturgy and uh, to the Eucharist with, with St. Francis. And then that brings us, you know, that spending that time um, with our Lord after that that Mass, that brings us to Good Friday. Uh, and Good Friday, you know, we don't celebrate a Mass on Good Friday. Um, and we observe fasting because we're really entering into the mystery that the Lord has been taken from us. He's yes. been taken away. Yes. Um, and so, Father Anthony, how could we enter into Good Friday? Well, as you said, we don't have a Mass. And I think people know that we have a service. Um, but there's not a mass celebrated. There's no Eucharist celebrated because the Eucharist is a representation of the sacrifice mm-hmm. and it's the day of the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 I think it's a really important, it should be a day of prayer. Like if you can take off work, please do whatever you can. This is a day. If yes. there's a, there's time to take off work, right? You can work on Thursday cause you're not really good start till Thursday night, yeah. but take off Friday and yeah. take off Saturday and make these days, days of prayer. Um, days of fasting, days uh, uh, where you're entering into into the mystery of what's happening, because they're the holy. It's the holiest time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's the most important time of the year. Um, so, uh, just some practical notes. I'm not getting into the spiritual uh, since I'm, I'm on that route. One is to take time off uh, that day and to spend time to, as a family, spend time in prayer. Um, watch the Passion of the Christ. Would be mm. a recommendation, especially with the the kids who are old enough, or if you're old enough in your family to watch it. Um, a great opportunity to meditate. Do the Stations of the Cross. A lot of parishes are going to be doing yeah, those. Yeah. Um, if not, at least do them as a family. Do the Stations of the Cross, and then go to the Good Friday service. Um, they're typically going to be about three p.m. Some are going to be at noon. Some are going to be in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so you go to those Good Friday services, and what you're going to find is they don't actually start the Mass with the sign of the cross. Why? Well, because the Mass, that the liturgy begins on Holy Thursday, ends at the Easter Vigil. So it's mm-hmm. one kind of continuous time of prayer. We're, yeah. we're in this liturgical action that's begun on Thursday, is going to go through till Easter. Yeah. Um, and and so in the priest, it, it's, it starts in complete silence. For, for either service, there's very little music. Mm-hmm. And the priest goes in um, and, and he prostrates himself to start the liturgy. He goes and just prostrates in prayer. Yeah. 
it just just right before the crucifixion. And you see the, the altar's bare, the tabernacle's empty. Actually, Thursday starts the tabernacle empty as well. The tabernacle's empty. Um it's this every all the, the, the everything's covered. It's just this bare, stark um reality of the cross. And one of my, uh, I mean, there's many ways to meditate, many ways to pray on Good Friday. But as we focus in on the cross, I think for me, especially we're talking about St. Francis, you know, one is that he focuses on the charity of the passion, mm-hmm. the great love of God in the midst of it, how loving and how great God is. But also Francis would recognize how far he is from God. And for me, oftentimes, you know, I just think about how I, I would have been in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I would have been a soldier. Like I could think how I was, I would be John the Beloved, you know, in, but at the end of the day, like uh, maybe I'm, 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 I'm Peter, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I know I'm going to come back, but I'm not there. I'm, 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 I've abandoned my Lord, you know, I've denied him, um, you know, and at worst, I'm one of the Pharisees just mocking him while he's there. Mm-hmm. But I like to go through and just meditate. I take some time with John the Beloved as well and Mary as well, but with, with just the various aspects, the soldiers, the, the apostles who've run away, um, the, the crowd that's passing by. And then Simon of Cyrene and Veronica, and just try to put myself in their place. And, and how, in one sense, like without the Lord's grace, I could be the one sitting there mocking him and crucifying mm-hmm. him and beating him and spitting at him. Or, 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 or I could be the one that's run away. Um, or I can be the one that wipes his face and helps carry that cross. I just think to join Francis in that, that great meditation just to be with it and folk, re- recognize who I really am. And that without the grace of God, I have nothing and am nothing, and I desperately need him. There's a story of Francis walking through the woods and he's weeping and he is saying, uh, he's just saying over and over again, love is not loved. Love is not loved. And in a recognition of his own heart that he doesn't love God the way that he should. And, 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 and I would say that, that it's okay this day, uh, to just let yourself feel um, just all just the, the weight of your sins and 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 to so maybe even just to pray for the gift of tears um, that that is a gift that the Lord can give for us to, to just shed tears over all the ways in which uh, we have chosen you know we have we, the, to sin um, that we've preferred sin to God. And all the ways in which we just haven't, haven't given the Lord our hearts. And to really just let ourselves experience the depths of, of what Christ really suffered for us and, and, and because of us. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, because uh, we, we don't want to do that unto, to, to despair uh, because we know it's coming the next day. But you don't want to just skip over the pain of Good Friday. And just kind of hold yourself back from that, um, and 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 just wait for Easter Sunday. But but I would say to the de- the depths in which you let yourself suffer on Good Friday, you will then let yourself experience the joy of the resurrection that is to come. Yes, and um, just another practical that at Friday will be a, a day of fasting and abstinence for for the faithful. Yeah, um, which means one regular meal two smaller snacks or meals that don't equal a full saw meal and no meat. And then just kind of a total aside, but that would also be the day then to begin the divine mercy novena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so to look that up, to find that and, and to pray that novena beginning on Good Friday, it's a very, very powerful novena. 
And then entering into Holy Saturday, where our Lord is in the tomb, um, and really just kind of preparing then for for the vigil. Um, mm-hmm. So, fathers, how can we kind of round out this critical with Saint Francis? I would say Saturday is a day of silence. Uh, that that the the whole all of creation is just silent, waiting for what's going to happen that night. And to let yourself taste that silence, really unplug, turn off the television. Don't be streaming anything. Put your phone away as best as you can. Uh, take a walk. Get outside. Just say, walk through town. Walk through nature. Uh, uh, maybe just take a drive or something like that. Don't listen to the radio. And just give yourself an opportunity to just feel the silence, feel the stillness. Uh, maybe just reflect upon maybe what some of the things you've prayed through or how the liturgy has spoken to you or touched you the last two days. And just give yourself that space and that time to be still, to be silent, to then to receive the joy that, that awaits you that night or the next day. Um, that's great for the day. And then inter- go to the liturgy. Go mm-hmm. to the liturgy. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful of the year. Yeah. And, and that evening is it, it, people come into the church. Um, it starts with a fire. It starts outside. <laughs> yeah, There's so all great. this movement. Yeah. You, you go, you have, it's, you start in darkness. You have these readings of the old Testament. The lights all turn on. You sing the Gloria. You ring the bell. Um, you sing the exaltats uh, before, yeah. even before all that. Um, you have people brought into the church. You baptize and you confirm and they're getting the first Holy communion. There's all these hallelujahs. It's just, just joyous time. Have a party afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. eat some bacon. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sign of the resurrection. Glass of wine. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, but, so enter into that liturgy and, and take time. So take a big, take a nap in the afternoon. If you have kids, put them, you know, get them, get them a nap. Um, it should also be a day of fasting as well. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it's not re- required. I just recommend it. The Paschal, take, you continue the Paschal fast. Yeah. yeah. You continue the Paschal fast through Saturday to the vigil. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you're so fast. Yeah. Right. But I don't, I don't think this has the same requirements of the church. Does uh, it? Is it? Is it yeah, required? Yeah. Day? You, you continue the Paschal fast begun on Friday through Saturday. So yes, the church does expect you to to fast on Saturday as well. And and abstain. Uh, maybe not abstain, but you fast. Okay. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes okay. You can eat meat, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you're still with the one meal system. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then yeah, we um. I, I would say make that, like, figure out how you can do it, get off work, get there. Because in that, again, we're talking about entering into so this time with St. Francis, that, that each of these liturgies, he had this great devotion to the Eucharist and the priest, had a great devotion to the cross. He also had this great joy, this great um, spirit where he'd walk through the woods and sing praises to God. That, that, that This is the most joyful liturgy because it goes from the darkness of the tomb into the light of the resurrection. And you experience that even the liturgy itself. Mm. And so to be able to enter into that with St. Francis, enter the joy of that afterwards. And then in turn, obviously continue that through Easter, in Easter Sunday, um, and get to Mass Easter Sunday. You don't have to, if you've gone to Saturday, you don't have to go to Sunday, but it's also a great liturgy to go to. It's, it's more of a regular liturgy with the, with the sprinkling, um, but there's a lot of hallelujahs and hopefully a lot of joy in it. Uh, and so it's, it's just this wonderful time of year. Amen. Amen. So we are coming to the end of our episode, but for my question today, so within the the Triduum um, and then also Easter Day itself, for you fathers, what is your favorite or maybe most one of the most powerful symbols for you within those liturgies? Anything from the foot washing to the chrism used in the baptisms to... 
No, mine is the the dark church with the Paschal candle mm. lit and singing the Exaltet. Yeah. That's the one of my favorite. I love the Exaltet so much. Yeah. I just if you want to get ready for just listen to the Exaltet all week. That's just another great way to prepare <laughs> for, for Easter. For me as a priest, I, I think what really strikes me every year, there's something from each, it's the whole thing, there's something from each liturgy, but for Holy Thursday, it's that there's this part of the Eucharistic prayer that you only say where you're saying, that is tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about the Lord, you know, instant in the Eucharist. Um, and uh, oh, that is so cool. And, and so just, just this words, it's just strike, because it's not something you don't say. So it just kind of like, it totally breaks the routine of this prayer that I've say, Hundreds of times throughout the year, yeah. and then I'm saying diff- this night it just breaks in this certain these couple a couple of times. But that you just yeah tonight like I'm entering into the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus this time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm entering into what He did, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and such really beautiful the prostration from Good Friday, um, and and, and most importantly the reproaches. There's this this no, song yeah, yeah. that I hope your church does. If it doesn't do it, you should go and complain <laughs> because <laughs> the reproaches are basically like. My people, what have I done to you? Yeah, it's this ancient prayer of the church, and like, and, and you're just, you just, it, this parallels between what happened with, uh, like, I gave you man in the desert, and you give me gall and vinegar to drink, and you're just like, oh man, like you're just talking yeah, to his passion. The Lord is just, it, it's really just know. beautiful meditation. If not, look up the reproaches. Another thing to really look mm-hmm. up and meditate and pray through. Yeah, and then on Easter, on the vigil, bringing people in the church, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's very surprising. just to to baptize and to confirm and to confirm the fully community. These 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 catechumens is so much fun. Amen. I just want to point out that Father picked like four things. I know. Well, I want from each liturgy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and is it is it also? I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but is it Holy Thursday where you know? When we when the mass would be said, the priest is usually speaking in persona Christi, and it's addressed to the to the Father. Mm-hmm. But isn't it that there's a, a one of the prayers that the priest prays where it's it's addressed to Jesus? It's during. Uh, you might be thinking one of the collects in Advent, maybe. Oh, okay. uh, it might be one of the collects. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm off there. Yeah. But I would say for me also, I I love the the symbolism in the Easter candle. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just. I mean, the way that the, just everything you're saying, it's just that, that the candle is, is Christ in a sense. Yes. And he's just, it's the light of Christ entering into the darkness of, of our sin um, and coming out of, a to, out of the tomb in a mm-hmm. sense, out of the darkness of the tomb. And then the lights come on and it's just it's the Easter glory. Amen. It's so beautiful. Yeah. But okay. So we pray uh, through the intercession of St. Francis that mm-hmm. uh, your Lent would would finish well, would finish well with our Lord, would, would lead you to our Lord and to be with him at the, at the foot of the cross with Our Lady, with John the Beloved and with St. Francis so that you can receive more abundantly the graces of, of Easter Sunday. Amen. So, Father, either Father, would you pray a blessing for us? Especially as we enter into this Holy Week, I pray in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we come to you and thank you for this holy time, this time to turn our hearts once again to you, um, to recognize that even at the last hour, um, the laborers can still come and receive the full day's wages. So we enter into this holy week with new devotion. Um, we enter in with, with a dedicated heart, recognize our own poverty, our own desperate need for you. As you to send forth your spirit to lead us to God, to, to do what you desire to do in this time, um, and this journey of Lent. 
that we might be more united to you, to your cross, and to your resurrection. And we pray your presence be upon us and be with all of our needs and intentions. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.